and welcome to More Lemonade. My name is Katie, and I'm really excited tonight to introduce you to someone that I met at my gym and has become sort of a light in my life on Facebook because she really is not just taking lemons and making lemonade, but I feel through her art, she's doing that all the time. My guest today is Jordana Linder. And Jordana, I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you for doing this. Thank you. I'm so excited as well. So why don't you go ahead and just tell people what you do for a living? I mean, I sort of hinted a little bit here with that introduction, (laughs) but go ahead and tell people what you're doing for your career and a little bit about yourself in general. Sure. So I am an art teacher. I teach at an elementary school in Madison, New Jersey. I teach kindergartners through fifth graders, and this is my 13th year there. And I'm also a mom and I have two kids. I have a daughter who is eight and a son who's six. I'm busy with work. I'm busy with my kids. And then on the side, I try to do some painting of my own when I have time. I'm always so curious with teachers. I've been talking to a lot of teachers about how distance learning is going, but especially for your subject, because for me as a mom, and I remember my days as a student, art was a subject that I felt all of my creative energy used to go into. And so I'm wondering how being a teacher, doing distance learning, and then having this wonderful subject like art, which is so important in children's lives, how you think it's helping them cope with this pandemic. Yeah. So I feel super fortunate for the subject area that I teach. I think that the classroom teachers have a way harder challenge on their hands. For me, basically what I've been doing is I've been just trying a ton of different projects and I've been providing different links and all like simple kinds of things that kids can do just to have fun. I feel like right now is super stressful for the parents as well as the kids. So I don't want my area to be stressful. I want it to be like you said, like an outlet and something that they can enjoy. I've kind of had a total no stress, no worry attitude with my students. And I'm just trying to have them have fun and have some creative time built into their week. How are you doing that for yourself with art? Are you able to? Because now you have two children at home. So you are, I'm assuming, taking on a role in distance learning as well. Are you able to fit art in for yourself? Because I would imagine as an artist that that's an outlet for you, obviously, as well. It really is. And I really have not done one thing. So I had all these high hopes when we found out we were going to be home for an extended period of time. I had this huge list of all these things I was going to do. I was going to organize our closets and clean out the basement. And of of course, I was going to do art and I have some commission pieces that people have already asked me for. And I have not had a minute. I can't even believe it because we're home. So I figured I would have all this time right. and I just haven't. But I'm hoping that in the next couple of weeks, as we get even more accustomed to this new style of life, that I will be able to carve out some time. I think one thing that has made it hard is that I can't really work with distraction and with people asking me for things. So right now that's impossible because even when I was working at school, if I had a minute, if I got in early and I had already prepped my classes, I could work on something at my desk. And actually my students always really enjoyed seeing things that I would be painting on my own, but I just don't have that at home. And even right now I'm hiding in the basement to be away from my family. And so I kind of need to figure that out and 
the next couple of weeks because it is very important to me to have some time to be creative myself. And I feel like as an art teacher, I'm almost like a farce if I don't do it myself, right? So I need to do it, but I kind of need to figure it out over the next stretch where and when and how I can get it done myself. I'm so into the figure it out phrase because I am the same. I had a huge list of to-dos. I was definitely determined to maximize my time. And I thought in theory, I was going to have an incredible amount of time. But being home with children, no matter what their age, in this capacity, in these circumstances, requires a whole different hands-on approach that I hadn't quite anticipated. And even though I knew it would be a lot, I didn't know how much Mm -hmm. it would be. I think that what you said is going to resonate with a lot of people because I think everyone I've spoken to has wanted to clean out their closets. And I'm not sure anyone has gotten to it yet, which kind of leads me to my next thing. And just in terms of being creative in crisis, because Obviously, that's where the idea for this podcast was born. I think mom, parents especially, were under a lot of stress. And we have a responsibility for our children to protect them and at the same time, help them cope with the varying emotions of how their world has changed at whatever age and stage they're in. How are your children with being creative and how do you try to introduce creative activities to keep them engaged and to sort of act as a distraction from some of the chaos that we can't escape? My kids have really enjoyed being my little helpers. So I've been making a lot of videos for my students, just different demonstrations of art projects or links that we found fun that the kids followed along with and did a project. My guys, especially my daughter, has gotten really into like helping me first do the project to make sure it's something fun that the kids will like and then making a video about it. They've really gotten into that. The whole distance learning thing, it's really tough. And my kids' mental health, in my opinion, is the most important. The teachers provide all the assignments. My kids' teachers have been incredible. And then we pick and choose what I feel is necessary and what my kids can handle. And when they've had enough, they've had enough. And we go on and we do something else because I'm not going to sit here and like force my kindergarten son to do computer math when we could go outside and ride bikes or shoot off a model rocket or draw with his sight words with chalk. I've been trying really hard to kind of have a balanced approach. I don't want there to be a total lack of schedule and commitment to their schoolwork. But at the same time, I mean, this situation is so unique and we're all just doing the best that we can. So I don't want to be putting pressure on my kids. And I feel like the creative side is something that they truly have enjoyed. And especially as it relates to my work, they really like feeling involved with my school because as of now, I've worked their entire babyhood, childhood. I took maternity leaves, but then I did go right back to work because I loved my job as an art teacher. They're so difficult to get. So this is really the first time that my kids have been able to kind of take part in my career too. It has been a very unique stretch. I think that's amazing because that's the lemonade that I'm looking for is trying to find these opportunities to say that despite the sourness of everything happening, that there is some sweetness that exists too. And for your children to be involved and to see what you do in such a different light, it has to be as a mom so fulfilling, but also so motivating and re-energizing to a career because 
they're invested now and it's going to be a continued conversation despite or after this pandemic ends. Absolutely. And even how you said it's re-energizing. I've been teaching a long time and this year I was starting to feel kind of burnt out and kind of just going through the motions and like I could do it with my eyes closed. It's almost like the rug has been pulled out beneath me, but it's in a way having to figure out all this new technology, which isn't my strength and making my projects accessible and interesting and fun through this format has truly been inspiring and has also taken my mind off of the anxiety of everything that is going on. My mind is busy and active during the day as opposed to a couple of months ago. I'm very fortunate. I do love my job, but after doing it a long time, you don't really have to think about it as much. So I'd be looking out the window, planning my next vacation or kind of daydreaming. Right. And now it's like, I've had to really step up my game and really provide for my students and also see the importance of this subject for them because I've had so many parents and kids emailing me over the past few weeks saying they can't wait to do their project that I've provided and that's their favorite day because they get to take part in it and that it's not stressful and it's something they enjoy. So it has really truly been re-energizing to my career. That's amazing. And I would think because you are in this unique perspective of you're not just a teacher, but you're a parent who is undergoing distance learning on that parent side. Because I know even for our preschool, it's done that. It grows the appreciation for the people that your children spend the most time with. You start to understand them and see them differently. And I think for teaching as a career and for parents who are releasing their children to the education system and who might have had apprehensions or fears, it's almost been a positive thing to remind us the power and the value of education and what educators do daily. Because I mentioned that we met in the gym and I know the biggest disruption to this entire situation has been my own physical health and wellness. And at the same time, just even mentally finding the time we're both in our basements, hiding from family, (laughs) finding like spaces and places to have a moment and do something good for you. How are you managing that throughout this pandemic? Yeah, it is so hard. I listened to your last podcast and your guest was talking about getting up early and having coffee. I am also trying to do that as much as I can and just read my book. I'm reading a very entertaining book right now, City of Girls. It's terrific. It's a little spicy, but it's really good. It's like really keeping my attention, which I feel like it says a lot considering, you know, there's so much going on in the news and Facebook. I've been trying to get up. I have a cup of coffee. I sit on the couch. I read my book. So that has been very important to me. Like you said, we met at the gym. So exercise is one thing I really, truly am committed to and try to do for myself. I've always tried to push myself to the limit physically. And it's something that just makes me feel better. I'm continuing to train virtually with my trainer. So I I ordered all the weights and everything I need. Again, I escaped to my basement. Sometimes my kids follow me and join me for the workouts, which is a little more stressful. Sometimes they know just stay upstairs. But I try to carve out that one hour of the day to do something for myself that's not the laundry, the dishes, the schoolwork, and everything else. I think the first week or two, it was trying to anticipate finding the new normal, but I don't think Mm -hmm. I've actually accepted the new normal until this week when it really dawned on me that we have a ways to go. Some of the things that maybe I was hesitant to do, I'm now more willing. How about family life? Because for me, 
one of my really big lemonade moments as much as we're all feeling a little confined at times is that this is the most time that we may ever spend together as a family, especially my husband and myself. How is that for you to have this time together as a family unit? What is meaningful about that? Yeah, I completely agree. Like I said, I didn't take too much time off when I had my children. Obviously, we would have our summers and vacations, but just to have this intense amount of time with no distraction, no camps, no classes, no nothing, it has been really wonderful. Obviously, ups and downs. I mean, of course, there's times when I'm like locked in the bathroom with a glass of Prosecco, but we're really, I think, making the best of it as a family. I don't think my kids seem upset or scarred by what is happening. We're truly trying to just build in a lot of hikes and bikes and activities that we can do as a family. My husband is an attorney, so he typically works very long hours. My kids also aren't used to having him around this much. A lot of the day he is working and on phone calls, but then during lunchtime, we're able to be together. And if he finishes early and the weather's nice, we're able to go hiking. So it has been wonderful for our immediate core family. And then even an extension of that, I found that we're all very close to our extended family as well. And we typically see each other quite often, but this has made us have to be super creative. Like for example, right now, my mom who lives in Florida, Florida every night at 7.30 is doing a read aloud over FaceTime with my daughter. So they read a couple chapters of a chapter book every night. And like, this is something that we could have done before the virus, but we just didn't. Or my son loves to play music and his uncle is a really good guitar player. Every couple of days they have a FaceTime jam session. All right. We've kind of had to be creative about how we're seeing our family members. And like I said, it's all things we could have done before, but we didn't. We didn't think of it. Or even at the end of the day, after teaching all day, or my husband being at the office all day, we didn't really feel like talking to anybody else. You know, like we would get home (laughs) and we would unwind. And now come five o'clock, we're like, who should we have a virtual happy hour with? It's kind of fun to reconnect with people normally with busy life and we're tired and we just don't do it. I think there has been a lot of positive that has come of this. And of course, not pictured on my Facebook feed is all the negative and the yelling and the crying. It's like in every house, their kids are fighting and it's hard. I mean, we are together all the time. So it's certainly not perfect. I was wondering because... And I keep coming back to it in a sense of for art. I was saying the other day just to my husband that there's going to be for sure a big resurgence of people rediscovering themselves and their hobbies and their passions mm-hmm. because eventually we will get to organize those closets. But I think all of us are also looking to reconnect with who we once were or who we want to be and doing a little bit more soul searching because in an event like this, that's what you do. And so what advice would you offer someone who hasn't necessarily painted in a while or it has a little anxiety about entering something from the past as an artist and like trying to rediscover a craft? What's the most important thing about 
just picking up a brush and going for it. I always say that there's a process and there's a product. And I think that if you're focused on the end product, it can be stressful and hard to find enjoyment from. I think if you just want to enjoy it and have fun and experience it without the pressure, like who cares what it looks like in the end? If you you know, it's just for you just to kind of be kind to yourself and forgiving and it doesn't have to look perfect. Just enjoy it and have fun. I think I tend to lose the enjoyment from art because when I chose to make it my major in college and then through my career and then if I'm selling something, it gets stressful, right? Because there's expectations and someone's paying for it or you're being graded for it. But if you're just trying to have a hobby and have fun, just enjoy it. And who cares what it looks like? So what? So you throw it out at the end, but did it fulfill something in you? Did it take up some time that you would otherwise just be looking at your phone? Why not? Just give it a shot. I love that. It really is transferable to all things, but especially with art to focus on the process and not the product. At least for me, if I were ever to engage in art, it would be process only, not product. One of the things that I'm centered on, because it's been on my mind about how moms for a long time pre-pandemic, I'm drawn to them because I find myself really in awe of women who balance careers, family, pursue personal goals, have passionate professional ones. And I just think that women, we need to uplift each other more, especially celebrate our stories. And for moms, the role is such a vulnerable one to begin with that we need to share to support and also to grow. Mm -hmm. What are some things being about a mom during this time? I know you've talked about how you're trying to let school be school, but at the same time embrace. But what would you say for a mom who's looking for some advice on how to manage this? Because it's so unknown. It's just uncharted territory for all of us. I know. I just think that we need to treat ourselves and everyone with grace. I think that I try so hard to be a perfectionist and perfect. This whole pandemic, it like feeds into all of my neuroses. Before this, I was a germaphobe. I have things planned a year in advance, every single vacation. I mean, this like has fed into every one of my weird things. But I think that being able to treat yourself with forgiveness and grace, it's not going to be perfect. And we're not perfect. And we could not have planned for this. We couldn't have ever imagined that this is where we would be right now. And to go to bed at night and just feel like I did the best I could today. And that's how I'm really trying to focus on the positive things that I'm doing. And if my kids didn't do one of their assignments, I'm trying not to beat myself up over it. Or if they watch too much TV, okay, so they did. I'm trying to really be easy on myself, which is not typical for me. I always like things perfect and I try to be perfect, but I'm trying right now to just lay off and do the best that I can. And I would hope that everyone else is doing the same and just to not be judgmental of anybody. We see all these things on Facebook and on social media and everyone's just doing the best that they can and trying to make it work for themselves. So do the best you can. Everyone else is doing the best they can and just be kind. Pretty much stole all of my own beliefs on that and in a good way because it's nice. One of my goals is for people to see that our differences are not divisive. They're actually unifying and that even if we have different careers or different age children, that 
at the end of the day, we all want very similar things. And especially from the mother perspective, we're such nurturers. We try to take care of everyone and then we try and take care of ourselves. But this has really been an opportunity for us to slow down and recognize that when we can't control it, not only should we just live through it, but we should find something to love about it. You mentioned travel and you mentioned germaphobe. <laughs> it piques my interest just because this too touches on a lot of some of my anxieties about that. And I know there's so much unknown. How are you going to, you know, whenever we get back to, and I don't think we're getting back to normal. I think we're getting back to a new normal whenever this ends. We're not yeah. returning to everything status quo. I think as we all should be a forever changed and life a little bit altered. Mm-hmm. Again, it can be a positive, but how are you going to, or what are you looking forward to about whether it be traveling or whether it just be familial experiences? What are you most looking forward to post pandemic? We live here in New Jersey, but I'm not from New Jersey. So all my family is separated around the country. Every vacation I have from school every summer is based on seeing our family and traveling. And even before this, I was one step away from wearing a mask a couple months ago before we even knew about the coronavirus. I am a germaphobe. I wipe everything with the wipes. I'm insane when it comes to that. Although now, obviously, it's the norm. But I don't know how I'm going to go from here to doing something that we love so much. I mean, one of the things my husband and I really pride ourselves on is traveling with our kids and giving them tons of experiences. And we have been doing that forever. We don't live in a fancy house, but we put our money towards giving our kids experiences. I don't know how to go from here because of the fear. I'm hoping maybe we'll have more answers or if there is a vaccine, eventually things won't feel as scary. But right now it really does. And I don't know, like I said, my mom is in Florida. How do we go see her in the near future? Mm -hmm. It's not going to go away entirely. So how do we consciously travel. I don't know. I truly don't. We were living more extravagantly for birthdays or everything had to be a big event, going somewhere, doing something. And we just had my son's birthday on March 24th and we couldn't go anywhere or do anything. And he said it was the best birthday he had. So maybe we're learning something here from just sort of staying put, but it doesn't take away from the fact, of course, there's a big world out there that, you know, I would like to see and have my kids see and my family is all over the place. So I don't know. This is a tough question. I sometimes ask questions and I don't even know if there's an answer. This is my anxiety in the middle of the night. I know. I know it's such a hard thing to say. I don't know. And I just like to hear people talk it out really because one, selfishly, it makes me feel like, okay, I'm not alone. This is also (laughs) someone else wondering like, will we ever get to grandma's house again? I I have no idea. I just think sometimes that saying it and talking it out can produce its own anxieties, but at the same time, it's such a commonality. Like these are all the questions that moms are asking themselves, that women mm-hmm. are sitting at home and up at night wondering. And like you said, social media is a wonderful way to connect, but it's also very curated. Mm-hmm. And so people don't necessarily expose the raw or the vulnerable because there's a fear of either judgment or just sometimes it's hard to be comfortable with the uncomfortable. So I think it's helpful to hear people say, I don't know. But the questions lead to more questions. And I think 
it's not about necessarily having the answers, but sharing that even in the murkiness, there's some meaning there. And I think magic too, like you said, your son saying that about his birthday, it really does say something about our children and the way that they view the world and how they view their homes. Like I'm finding that they really do love just anything together. And we do sometimes try to make it opulent and extravagant over here as well. And yet the very most simple thing, like a bike ride around the block every night is what's making them feel like this is the most special time. So it's been a real humbling thing for me. I do want to thank you because I think one of my favorite things about you is you're always so open to new experiences and opportunities. And what I really gravitated to when I put the call out to have people come on here and talk with me is that you just jumped in, no question asked. I have to tell you, as a mom, it's so inspiring. And as a parent who's going to have a child in the public school system, knowing that you're an educator there, it's so encouraging. I love the fact that you have this wonderful attitude and that you're making lemonade out of these lemons. I'm so grateful that you took the time to talk with me tonight. And I'm so happy that other people will get to hear you because I think that there's such power in our stories and even more so when we share them. So I want to say thank you to you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity.